Jets need to upgrade their wide receiver room this offseason. Now, Devontae Adams might seem like the most logical fit, but there are better matches. I'll tell you who they are today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Friday, January 19th, 2024, and I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com. Thanking you so much for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe to the show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast source, give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. Helps us out. Helps other Jets fans find the show. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Well, it's no secret the Jets need to upgrade their wide receiver room this offseason. Today, we're going to go through the options. Who are the most logical fits for the New York Jets as they try and improve Aaron Rodgers' supporting cast in what will be Rodgers' kind of first, kind of second season with the New York Jets? You know, I don't know how, how you count the four plays, but I think one thing that's clear is that the Jets did not do a very good job with their receiver room that offseason, last offseason. And I'm going to say it, it's not like there, a lot of hindsight was required. You know, if you were studying Alan Lazard through his career, I, I mean, maybe you weren't expecting it to get this bad, but Alan Lazard, if he's your number two receiver, you knew you were in trouble heading into the season based on his past body of work. Randall Cobb, I mean, outside of like the cliche is always a veteran and he knows what to do. At the time the Jets signed him, it was pretty clear that was not going to be a particularly good signing. Last year, they brought in Mecole Hardman, guy who really did not produce much in Kansas City with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. What are the odds he's going to leave Kansas City and do better? You know, it, not very high. So the Jets really, they, after Garrett Wilson, they did not handle the receiver position well. In fact, I think you can make a strong argument that Joe Douglas, while attention is rightly paid to his failures on the offensive line during his tenure, his approach at wide receiver has also not been very good. When you talk about bringing in Brashad Perryman in 2020, when you talk about Drafting Denzel Mims and Elijah Moore in the second round did not really work out. Even Corey Davis, you know, not a particularly effective free agent signing at the end of the day. And in today's NFL, the wide receiver position never been more important. You know, playmakers are what you'll see this weekend. You'll see some of the great teams with some of the great receivers in this league. Of course, there are other positions that matter, but, you know, it's never been more important to have great receiving play in this league. And the Jets have one great receiver. And not a whole lot after him. I mean, maybe you're hoping a Jason Brownlee or an Xavier Gibson to, can develop into a role player, but you know that's speculative. You know, we, we don't really know that. And a lot of the top teams in the league, you know, they have more than one go-to guy. You know, maybe not so much of the teams this weekend, but a, a lot of teams that have been successful in recent years, they've they've essentially said, you know, having one number one receiver is not enough. We need more than one number one receiver. And the reason for that is kind of common sense when you think about it. So a couple things, you know, first of all, your number one receiver is typically going to be the top, re the, the number one read uh, on a, any given play. You know, he's going to be the, the primary read your quarterback will make. Well, he doesn't always get open. So if you have a, a talented number two receiver, you know, he becomes the second read. And odds are one of your top two guys is going to get open on any given play. Number two is 
the number one option on any given passing play, he gets the ball about 70% of the time. Uh, he, he balls thrown to the number one option in a passing play again. That's seven out of 10 passing plays. Uh, those are numbers that I've seen. Now, it makes life much easier if Garrett has a partner where like, he's not going to have to be the number one re read on every play. So it kind of gives Garrett a playoff. If you can like split split who's the number one read 50-50, it just makes life easier on your guy because he's not going to be under pressure the entire time. Garrett can like kind of take a break here or there. The third thing is, you know, sometimes there's sometimes you you stick a guy who's not in the progression. Sometimes you'll have like three receivers to the right, and those three receivers will be in the progression, and the guy on the left will just be up by himself, and he's kind of like a decoy. But a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers at times, who's experienced and savvy, he's going to see the guy on the left. And you'll see, you know, that's a good matchup. We're going to take a shot, even though he's not in the progression. And when you have a second go-to guy, it because you can stick him in that role. You know, Garrett could go in that role. And we, when you have another number one receiver who can handle being the lead guy on the progression on the right side, you can stick Garrett on the left side and see if he can win one-on-one. -on -one. And Aaron Rodgers is going to take advantage of that. So obviously, it goes without saying, the Jets need to upgrade the receiver room. I don't love Joe Douglas's approach. Joe Douglas has kind of been content with what he's had. I would even argue very lackadaisical in his approach to the wide receiver room during his tenure with the New York Jets. He has not really shown any urgency to add a second go-to guy after Garrett Wilson. And I think that needs to change. Now, the name who's constantly coming up, and it's because of his connection with Aaron Rodgers, is Devontae Adams. Now, number one, it's not really entirely clear why the Raiders would want to trade Devontae Adams. Last year, a lot of a lot of uh, early in the year, his, you heard his name come up semi-frequently. And a lot of that had to do with Josh McDaniels, who has a tendency to run guys off his team, especially big name guys. So th then it made sense. And, you know, heading into last season, Devontae Adams was kind of like the trade target I had in mind because of his connection with Aaron Rodgers. But it's a different time now. You know, I remember doing a show where I actually mentioned Devontae Adams as a guy who could be like maybe the most logical trade target for the Jets. And at the time, I think that made sense. Now I don't think it does. And a lot of it has to do with the contract. So Devontae Adams, his base salary in 2024, 16.9 million, just about. That's reasonable for, that's more than reasonable for number one receiver. But it goes up to 35.6 million in 2025 and then 36.6 million in 2026. Those are, those are pretty expensive cap hits. And those 2025, 2026, that's when Devontae Adams will be turning 33 and 34. So really, like you get these really big cap hits just as he's hitting his mid 30s. And that's when you expect a guy to decline. The other thing to consider with Devontae Adams is look, his numbers in 2023 were down. It was the first season since 2017 where he averaged less than 70 yards per game. It's the fact it's the first season since 2017 where he averaged less than 83 yards a game. His numbers were, were down quite a bit. He went from 1,553 yards in 2021 to 1,516 in 2022 to 1,144. Now we know receiving stats are obviously dependent on a lot of other factors like the quarterback and Adams probably had the worst quarterback he's had in 2023. But when a guy hits his thirties and he posts his worst season, you know, that's kind of a warning sign. You can never just, you never just outright dismiss something like that. And, you know, I guess you could argue, well, can't the Jets just trade for Adams for that first year, get him on a one-year rental? Yeah, they can. And I'm not outright saying they can't trade for him at any price, but I think the price has to be really low because you don't want to give up another premium draft pick. You know, you can't keep entering seasons. You can't keep entering drafts short on picks, especially day two picks. Jets are already down a, their second round pick this year. They, they missed a third round pick after all the maneuvering last year. 
you know, that stuff starts to add up over time. If you're consistently low on picks, especially early picks, picks as early as day two, it really starts to hinder your roster building moving forward. And it's something that's like very subtle. It's like you get a few years, few years down the line, and you're like, why is this roster so thin? You don't even you don't even put two and two together, but a lot of times it's because you gave away draft picks. So there's just a lot there to not love about Adams. There's the age, the salary, and unless you're like working on a really good deal, and I don't understand why the Raiders would work out a deal that was beneficial to the Jets, but unless you're giving up like a day three pick, I don't think it's a deal that makes a lot of sense for, for the Jets. And part of that is because I think there are other better options available to this team. I think there are some guys who could be available in free agency who would be better fits than Devontae Adams, and the Jets would only need to give up money for them. As we continue on this Friday edition of Locked on Jets, I'm going to name some of these guys. I think that there are some guys who really could provide intriguing partners with Garrett Wilson. We'll talk about who they are continuing this Friday edition of Locked on Jets. This episode of Locked on Jets is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit on your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. This episode of Lockdown Jets is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season has wrapped up and the Jets season wrapped up with it, but there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And that's because right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Again, that's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose with a $5 bet. Of course, the Jets are not playing this weekend, but if you want to lay money down on one of these games, a lot of intriguing matchups, four games in the, the divisional round, and Maybe a little bit less stress. I mean, sometimes when you have to pick against the Jets, you just don't want to do it. Not really a ton of rooting interest for Jets fans this weekend. And you should know the app is easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab, and you can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. It's the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. Again, it's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen or first watch every day. A big shout out to you every day. This is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day through the week, Monday through Friday, and bonus episodes as needed. Today, we're looking at the wide receiver position. Jets need some upgrades. I mean, I don't even think Alan Lazard, who started last season as the number two receiver, I don't even think he should be in the starting lineup. I think at best, he should be the number four receiver on this team. The Jets might need to add a pair of receivers this offseason. I guess you could live with Lazard as your number three if you get a really high-end number two. And that's going to be the focus. Jets, you know, they're kind of set with Garrett Wilson as their number one receiver. Garrett Wilson's an excellent number one receiver. Um, back-to-back thousand-yard seasons to begin his career and offenses that were frankly broken. Offenses where he did not get a lot of help from his quarterback and offenses where, you know, for the most part, did not get a lot of help from his scheme. It's going to be tricky for the Jets this offseason. At the moment, over the cap has them with only about $6.6 million in cap space. Now they can move some money around. I'm sure some more restructures will come just as they did last year. Maybe a guy or two like CJ Uzama gets cut to clear out some cap space. But teams can always clear out cap space for priority players. And you know, I mentioned in the first segment that 
you know, Devontae Adams, a little, little old for my tastes. So what I'd like to see the Jets do is focus on guys who are in their mid-20s because these guys can help Aaron Rodgers next year. But a guy who's entering his prime, they'll be able to help the Jets past Aaron Rodgers being here. You know, you presume at some point in time the Jets are going to draft another quarterback. And you want that quarterback to enter in a good situation. You know, it'll be 2025 or later when that guy takes over. But you want to actually have a team that's built, a team that's ready to play with him. You know, I hear all this talk about how next year you just load up and who cares after that? Well, of course you care after that, because if you're drafting a new quarterback, you don't want the team to be a mess when he arrives. You want the team to be sustainably successful. So you want to be good next year, but you want to be good in the future. Now, the guy I've been talking about a lot, maybe you're tired of hearing about him if you listen every day and are an everydayer, but you know, T. Higgins with the Bengals. I, I think the Bengals would be a little... Uh, I think the Bengals would be irresponsible to let him go. I guess maybe that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, Higgins is about as good of a number two receiver as exists in the NFL. In fact, he'd be the number one receiver on a lot of teams. I think you could even make an argument he'd be he'd become the Jets' number one receiver, and Garrett would slide into the number two role. I mean, I think it'd be one A, one B, and that's like a that's actually a good situation for both of them because I think in an ideal role, Garrett's like he's the number one, but he's a guy you want a strong number two with. You don't want him to like have to carry the entire load himself. And Higgins is very much the same way and almost overqualified as a uh, number one, as a number two. And I think that he, I'm not as big of uh, on style, on stylistic uh, receivers complimenting each other stylistically as a lot of people are. I think that, you know, receivers have so many different ways that they succeed that like, it doesn't really matter how they do it, but I do think Higgins brings something to the table as far as, you know, being a jump ball guy. You know, Garrett's not not that big. He's a, Garrett's not small, but he's a little undersized for the receiver position. T's more of a guy who can go win contested catches you know, like Lazard was supposed to do. So I, I like the fact that there's a, there's a good uh, match between the two of them. Uh, another guy who could be available might not be is Michael Pittman Jr., more of a possession receiver. Um, you know, not a guy who's necessarily going to be a burner, not a big play guy, but a steady guy who can help you move the chains relatively big uh, with the Colts just, you know, had a thousand yard season, very solid receiver. Now these are going to be the top two options and I'm not convinced their teams are going to let them go because I think their teams letting them go is a bad idea. I think if we're being a little bit more realistic, there are some guys who might be, you know, kind of more uh, buy low candidates, more bargain candidates who should hit the market. Marquise Hollywood Brown with Arizona, a guy who just a ton of speed and the Jets, you know, don't have a ton of home run threats on their offense. It's really Brees. Brees Hall at the, at the running back position. I think the ability to add extra speed to this offense, because as much as anything, I feel like this Jets offense was slow. Uh, you know, uh, Alan Lazard, not a not a burner. Randall Cobb near the end of his career. I guess Hardman, in theory, was supposed to add speed, but that certainly did not work out. And Garrett's fast, but I don't think Garrett's like, Garrett hasn't really shown himself to be a guy who can, you know, take a deep pass. He's not really a vertical threat who's going to... Uh, challenge a defense on like a 50 yard deep ball. So Brown can do that. He's also a guy who, who's kind of dynamic with the ball in his hands, guy who can you know make plays in, in the open field. Again, somebody who may not have quite lived up to his hype as a first round pick, a guy who's small, but a guy who brings a certain element to the table. And that's an element the Jets are lacking. And the last guy who I kind of have my eye on is with the Bears, Darnell Mooney. And he kind of had, he kind of, he, he flat, he's flashed at points in his career and then kind of gone downhill since then, but a guy, another guy who could be a good buy low candidate, you know, bring speed to the table, um, you know, a guy who would be an upgrade. And I guess like one of the benefits of the Jets wide receiver position right now is that, and this is funny because during the season, it's awful, but during the season, it's so bad that 
practically anybody would be an upgrade. And you say that that that's not a good thing to be. But in the offseason, that's almost a benefit because almost anybody you bring in is going to be better than what the Jets had, at least at, at wide receiver two, wide receiver three, wide receiver four. So plenty of options available who could fit what the Jets are looking for. And then there are your more moderate options. Um, the guy who comes to mind is Tyler Boyd, who's number three receiver with the Bengals, who's getting a little bit older, maybe showing some signs of decline. I don't love him, but I think he'll be a relatively moderately priced option in free agency. You know, these are the guys I, I'd focus on. I would not want to go to guys who are older, uh, like a Mike Evans. I don't think Mike Evans would be that interested anyway, because he, he's a legend with Tampa Bay and, you know, Tampa Bay's in the playoffs. They're in the final eight playing this weekend. So I don't even know how interested he, he'd be in leaving Tampa Bay. I'm not sure how interested they'd be in letting him walk. I would also stay away from Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, we saw the Jets almost sign him last year. And to be honest with you, it feels like they kind of avoid, they were kind of able to avoid a mistake because Baltimore gave him a bad contract. I think you got to stick young. If you don't stick young, then maybe Tyler Boyd's an option, but I'd like to see the Jets stick with guys in their mid twenties. And I think that's, that's the way you build around Garrett. And it's the way you can make sure Aaron Rodgers has success next year, but you can make sure the team continues to have success going forward. And of course there's another mechanism the Jets can use. And it's a guy they could bring in somebody who will be here much longer. And that's through the draft and the 10th overall, you know, maybe there are a couple of guys out there who are intriguing prospects. Two come to mind for me in particular, one who played at, at the University of Washington, the other who played at LSU. I'll tell you who they are and what they might bring to the table as we continue on this Friday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast. This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Want to play alongside some of PrizePix's favorite players like rapper Mikkel and comedian Andrew Schultz? Well, you can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the PrizePix community each week. And you should know that PrizePix offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. And PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with this injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL. It's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L, LockedOnNFL, all one word with no space, for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, that's playing prize picks. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Friday. We're talking about possible wide receiver options for the New York Jets. Again, think young at the receiver position, and there's no way you can get younger than in the NFL draft. And the other benefit of drafting somebody at, at a premium position like wide receiver, if you get good play, you get a great discount for four years. And that's what the Jets are getting right now with Garrett Wilson, who's posted back-to-back 1,000-yard -back seasons. They have two more years where Garrett Wilson's cost-controlled. Well, how about giving him a running mate who's similarly cost-controlled, another young receiver, who can grow up with Garrett. Maybe these two guys can solidify the receiver position for the next eight to 10 years for this team. Wouldn't that be nice? And at pick 10, it'll be interesting to see what the Jets do. And I think part of what the Jets will do at pick 10 will be determined by how they approach free agency. If they go out and get a receiver in free agency and not, and they don't really focus on the offensive line, I think we can pretty much presume that pick 10 will be a tackle. Vice versa. If the Jets go out and sign offensive linemen and free agency and don't really address the receiver position, we know that their focus is probably going to be at wide receiver. Now, in an ideal world, they'll be able to solidify both positions and then use that pick on whatever 
they think will bring the biggest impact. You don't want to go into the draft with a lot of holes, but easier said than done when you're looking at the Jets' cap position. I mean, they should be able to clear enough cap to sign sign a couple of guys, but it won't be particularly easy for this team. Now, if the Jets get to, if the Jets stay at pick ten, there are two guys who could conceivably fall, and they are kind of different style receivers. You have Romo Duze from Washington and Malik Neighbors from LSU. Now, I think most people expect Marvin Harrison Jr. to go before the Jets pick at ten, and I don't think the Jets should trade up in this draft. Harrison might be the one player I'd be okay with the Jets trading up for because he's not good. You may recognize the name. He's the son of the legendary Marvin Harrison who developed a, an incredible chemistry with Peyton Manning during his career when the two, uh, the, which the two spent together in Indianapolis with the Colts. The thing is, like, I don't think the Jets will trade up. And even if they wanted to, I don't think they have the the resources they need to. I don't think they have the assets to engineer a trade up. I mean, what can they give up? They don't even have a second round pick this year. So I think you're probably looking more Aduze or Neighbors. And these are two two quality receiver receiving prospects. Aduze profiles as more of a kind of a possession receiver, and that doesn't mean he's necessarily slow, but I don't think he has a ton of deep speed, but he has practically everything else. I think he looks like a pretty nuanced route runner. He actually, from what I've, how I've watched him, he understands how to set defensive backs up. He understands like how to use their leverage against them. He understands like how to get on top of them. And when you're playing the receiver position, you want to like you want to close off the cushion. Because if you if you get on top of a defensive back, it makes it more difficult for him to adjust when you cut break right or left. You know, if you do it, if you do it with cushion, the defensive back can see and he has time to like either break right or left with you. So you want to you want to have zero space between them. And Aduze shows like a, a good set of stems. He also shows a lot of good footwork at the line of scrimmage when teams try and press press against him. I think he's good in contested catch situations. And he's pretty smooth out of his breaks. You know, he's for a guy who isn't necessarily a like somebody who has a lot of long speed, he's pretty good out of his breaks and he's kind of tough to bring down. So in some ways, you know, if, and again, I don't care as much about like how much you compliment Garrett Wilson. I just want a lot of quality because good receivers come in all shapes and sizes. They have all sorts of different styles. Uh, you know, I, I like that. Uh, but I like what the Duse brings to the table. Malik neighbors, another really intriguing prospect. If you're not familiar with him, he's more of a burner. He's more of a guy who's a home run threat. He's a guy who I think you should be able to scheme uh, touches for. He's very explosive with the ball in his hands, but he's also shown some good deep speed. He's shown, again, another guy who's very crisp when he makes his cuts left and right. I think he runs kind of a limited route tree at LSU, but his route running ability looks really solid. And he's, again, he's more of a home run threat. He's a guy, you know, maybe the Jets need a little bit more speed. I just mentioned that when I suggested perhaps Hollywood Brown. The Jets, outside of Brees, there's not really a guy. And I would say as much as I love Garrett, and Garrett brings a lot to the table, maybe the Jets could use a little bit more juice, a little bit more home run ability, a little bit more big play ability. Well, Malik Neighbors might be able to give you that. And it's difficult to say. It's still very early in the process. I'm giving you some preliminary thoughts on these guys. You know, if they're both available, who would I like? I think I might lean towards Neighbors right now because of that, you know, that home run ability. But I think at least at this early stage from what I've seen of these two guys, and I've watched a couple of games of them. They look like intriguing options. You know, I've seen, I've seen a couple of mock drafts that suggest the jets might get one of these guys. So I decided, you know, let's, let's pop on some film. Let's see, let's see what these guys bring to the table and see whether I like them as much as the, uh, the mock draft suggest I should. And I think that they're both quality prospects, at least at this early stage. And, you know, if the jet, I think that the jets should be looking to load this receiving group up. I think one of the mistakes Joe Douglas has made is that it's almost like he's decided we have enough talent there through the years. It was like, we have Garrett Wilson. We don't need to add an extra premium receiver. Well, the other option would be sign, sign a high end receiver and draft somebody, you know, load up the jets receiving position with strength. You know, let's not act like we're too, we're above having too much talent at the receiver position. 
you know, the, the teams, a lot of the teams that win, not all of them, you know, so a lot of the teams this weekend, you know, have built their, built their clubs in other ways, but you want to score in the NFL. You want to have so much talent that you overwhelm the opposition. You want to, you want your number two guy and your number three guy to create mismatches. And you know, listen, you, you can't stop building up the receiver position. So maybe that's the answer. Well, it, a lot of it depends on how the rest of the offseason goes. It depends on how the Jets uh, prioritize a lot of other options, but I think that there are lots of quality options available to the New York Jets. It's about making the right choices and hopefully in having a little bit of luck that the right guy is available to you. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Lockdown Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoyed the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you enjoy the show or listening on a podcast source, give it a five-star review. And if you're enjoying the show watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. It helps us out. helps other Jets fans find Lockdown Jets. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. We'll be back on Monday to talk more Jets.